You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Good news, everyone. Futurama is back. And that that sounds like fun on the bun. So, baby, I know it. Or does it? So Futurama Season 11 on Hulu and Disney Plus in Canada. Hulu, few do. When we last left off, Fry and Leela have just lived their entire lives together, stuck in... Unstuck, at the same time, in time. And Professor Farnsworth is able to find them and bring them back to reality. And we pretty much... Start the show right off from there. Yeah, they end up in the uh, the year, uh, what was it, it was 20 tw- or 3023. Yeah, like a thousand years even later. And everyone does a joke like, did did everything just jump around and skip time for a minute? And it's been a minute since you got to watch your Futurama pals, but now we're all back. They do jokes on streaming, on becoming a first-time mother, uh, Bitcoin, of course, is satirized. They finally got around to a Dune parody, though I'm sure there's been some Dune jokes in the previous seasons. A lot of mom tech that involves algorithms that pretty much read your mind. But th- that's also kind of an old idea. We have another Christmas special, which is good. Except uh, there's Car- no, they still haven't brought back John Goodman, but it is the final appearance of Coolio as Kwanzaabot. Yeah, because uh, rest in peace, Coolio. And it was a good final performance as well as Kwanzaabot. That's such a fun character. I've been handing out these books for how long was it? 47 yeah. years or something. What the hell is Kwanzaa? Yeah. <laughs> There's seven basic principles that go with Kwanzaa. They have a coronavirus episode, which the fact that it doesn't hold a candle to the flu episode they had in the last, last reboot is kind of irritating. Yeah. Uh, a cancel culture episode, a episode, uh, what are those called when it's actually an assortment of fun stories that are anthology? just silly little. Yeah, 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 thank you. They have an anthology episode, much like they used to with the scary door and tales of interest. I loved that episode. I always love when Futurama does those silly jokes. And like all the other times where they get canceled, I'd say a pretty decent finale again. Yeah, though they, though they do, there is definitely going to be another season, though. I know that they um, they, they greenlit for two uh, two seasons, basically. Ha, huh, that's what you think. It's on a streamer. It's more like how they did, um, how that, uh, like, people like Netflix and Futurama, or not Futurama, Jesus God, another, um, they did the other Mac rating show, Disenchantment, where oh, it's Disenchanted, like, yeah. Where it's going to be like, you know, we have se- season one, part one, there's going to be season two, part two, or season one, part two. 
I believe that's how they're doing it with Futurama. Even after the strike? Yeah, even after the strike. I mean, it's pretty much over now. Um, it, it's interesting that we live in a world where we've had th- uh, we have three Mac rating shows on at the same time. And it's even weirder that um, this year, uh, Disenchantment wasn't the weakest. <laughs> Damn. Like, Disenchantment actually had a pretty decent final season. And and it breaks hard to say that because I love Futurama. I've been a big Futurama fan since I was a kid. I remember when it was first coming out. I watched it the night it first aired back in 1999. The first TV show DVD set I ever owned was Futurama Season 1. I've been a big fan. So, of course, I was very excited about coming back. Um, You know, more Futurama the better. And, I mean, we had... I I sound like I'm going to shit on the season. It was okay. Not the yeah. worst season. Yeah. Well, well, maybe. It was short, Bradley. It can't be the worst. You know what? The thing <laughs> is, even, a, even an okay season is still pretty decent. I mean, how do you put this? It's like, it's not terrible, but... You know what? Fuck it. The first season's still the weakest. No. I don't know. Maybe it's just the fact that we waited so long for more Futurama that kind of makes it more of a bummer that... uh we that um it kind of unperformed the way it did because yeah there weren't a whole lot of very memorable episodes in it you know as many iconic moments as like moments that you could tell are going to be iconic in the future um as either the fox run or the comedy central run had well i'm going to introduce you all real quick uh with us someone somebody who would absolutely be friends with dr zoidberg doggett is with us <laughs> Jewish stereotype comedian Doggett. <laughs> and somebody whose Chris knife will never chip. We got Mike with us today. Howdy, howdy. Now Bradley just, just cut the, our conversation we were having before after the introductions. <laughs> no, no, no. It's good stuff. It's all good stuff. So Futurama, uh, let's let's get on to the, uh, the important things people want to know. Billy West, voice acting for years. He does a ton of voices on this Name show. Five. Many. Uh, uh, he, Nixon, Fry, Fry Dr. Professor, Farnsworth. Professor Farnsworth, Zoidberg, and Zap Brannigan. There you go. And I've seen him do all those voices at a con about 10 years ago, but it was amazing. Now, just like you, I've been a fan of Billy West since I knew Billy West was voice acting, but I've been a fan oh, yeah, me too. of Futurama from the beginning. My sister texts me like the second day and she's like, does Fry sound different? And I thought it was such an odd question because Zoidberg sounded great. Yeah. Zap Brannigan sounded great, but Fry did sound a little different. What did, yeah, he sounded what did a little bit hoarse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he, de- he definitely sounded like he aged a he little bit. Tonsil um, surgery. <laughs> How did, that's so interesting though. Was, do you think it was like an actor's choice of, well, Fry's a little older. I'm going to do the voice a little different. Not dudes old. I think it's I think it's a case of like uh, with with Julie Kavner doing doing Marge Simpson where oh. it's just the actor because uh, if you've seen any recent episodes of The Simpsons, Julie Kavner sounds like she's near death. Like it's it like yeah. And yet that voice is way sexier somehow. <laughs> I I couldn't disagree more. <laughs> that voice has seen some miles. The actor is getting older, and so maybe like their pipes just don't hold up and doing that kind of voice as well um, as they sure. used to. Because, yeah, you're right. Yeah, if you, um, I think the only voice that didn't, other voices sound kind of off at times 
was oddly enough Farnsworth, where even Farnsworth was sounding a little too old. I mean, that guy's over a hundred years old. Like it's just is there were a few <laughs> the moments where there's a few moments where even he sounded a little bit off. Um the other characters, I mean, I didn't really notice anything that bad with, with Zoidberg and like yeah, we didn't have a whole lot of Zap Brannigan this season, but the episodes with him, he didn't sound bad at all. Uh but yeah, especially with Fry, it was pretty noticeable. Well, I'm glad I'm not crazy for... Ah, oh, man, this podcast is cursed if it turns out Billy West has, like, throat cancer or something. Oh, God. Why? Yeah, why put that out Why would you put that out there? Oh, you guys are the ones talking about it. I didn't even notice his voice is different. You guys are like, ah, oh, man, he should go see a doctor <laughs> right away. We're all having fun, and you took it to a dark place. Very dark place. Uh, and I, again, like, yeah, I love, I love Billy West, too. He was, he was the first voice actor I knew by name. By reading the credits when I was like, when I was just young enough to know how to read, mm-hmm. and just seeing his credit name on the credits of like Bill of Ren Stimpy and Doug, and going, oh my god, that's the same guy. Yeah, the guy's just a legend. He's done so much great stuff over the years. I'm li- listening to like late Bugs Bunny, uh, voiced by uh, Mel Blanc, like towards the end of his career, or even Daffy Duck. Like watch Daffy Duck Quackbusters. Uh, or for example, Daffy just doesn't sound quite right, you know, because these act. That's what happens when you get older, I guess. Well, to be fair, that his his generation lived a little bit harder than Billy West did. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> Billy, Billy West is just drinking a monster, and the other dude would just be drinking like a just just a, a glass of whiskey and a cigar. On the other hand, it's like I got a channel Bugs Bunny. I think Kate Seagal also <laughs> sounded like you could tell that she was aging a little bit too. Yeah, I that's think. also just sexier. Yeah, and she plays Taronga Leela, yeah. Yeah, the voice of Leela. And it wasn't nearly as, as bad or noticeable, but there's a few moments where I could definitely tell that, yeah, like enough time has gone by, you know. But other other actors, I mean, you know, Lauren Tom still sounds very much the same doing uh, the voice of Amy. I mean, I got a question for everybody. Uh, what's the weakest episode? Oh, boy. Uh, for me, it was Children of a Lesser Bog when Amy and Kiff's really? children emerge from the alien swamp. Yeah. No, the COVID one's the worst episode. <laughs> I thought the I thought the cryptocurrency one. I mean, then again, I that's more because like I don't know shit about cryptocurrency, so like it just it didn't. I thought that episode was hilarious. Oh shit, am I the bad guy? But but even then, on, on a bad episode, like <laughs> I'm not even like bad's even the wrong word for it. Just sure, <laughs> a lot of them were just underwhelming. And even then, though, I mean, it's Futurama. There's still gonna be great jokes in there. They still got the same team of writers. That the show's always had, and those are, you know, that that show and The Simpsons always had some of the, the sharpest writers on the planet. Yeah. Um, like, highly well-educated guys who just happen to be really funny, and, like, I don't know if it was a Simpsons writer or an MST3K writer who said best words, like, a lot of good education's wasted on pop culture. The, the jokes still sometimes, like, land more often than not. It's just the stories themselves aren't as engaging as they could be. And I, I just think that maybe these writers were just a little bit rusty. You know, they weren't, you know, when it came to uh, jumping back into that world. Because when they're doing the Comedy Central era, they had only been gone for just a couple of years. And they were doing movies. Yeah. Oh, even, oh, even before the movies. Yeah. Like, they were just, it was between, like, I think, the, I think the original run ended, like, what, 2003, 2004? And then it came back in, like, 07 and um, ended in 2013. And now we've gone 10 years without it and i think maybe it like i I just want to be optimistic here i just think that everyone's just rusty 
and still trying to get a feel for what exactly this show is and what it's supposed well, to be. Well, maybe supervillains are right, and the world's changing, boys. Yeah. <laughs> that's, no, that, that's something to think about. Maybe are we all just tired of hearing about COVID, Bitcoin, people being canceled? The the topical episodes were probably the weaker episodes. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the other thing too, because like animation takes a while to make. Like I, I remember like, another Hulu reboot, Animaniacs, did a joke about like how times have changed, and even some of those jokes were dated. And you know they actually were like, "Well, keep in mind, we're writing the show in 2018. Yeah. Uh, we don't even know if Trump <laughs> is still going to be president at this point." I think that's a lot of the the problem that shows. Like we are all so goddamn tired of COVID. That I, I mean, I don't know if he brought in some really fresh take on it. That would have been great. But the take they come up with is was not really that great. It was just what was it like an anger disease or something like that? It was like an anger virus. Yeah, where everyone's irritated and just can't they just can't stand to be around other people. And you really shouldn't make that episode when the country's on the brink of civil war. <laughs> Wow. Cause I mean, oh wow! Like angry people in New York. Wow, what is what a sci-fi concept? Yeah. And again, they already had a brilliant episode about a flu culture in the last reboot. Yeah. So, oh, nobody cared about the flu back then. <laughs> yeah. Well, like even true. even still, though, I mean, yeah, I mean, their their take on COVID wasn't great. Like, and even their their take on cancel culture. That's something where you could do a really interesting. Bit, and I, I knew exactly where it was going to go in the beginning. Like, oh, yeah, if you're going to do anyone experiencing cancel culture, it, it was going to be Zap Brannigan. Who the fuck else? I, I, I was I was going into this realizing that most of these writers are over 50. Yeah. So I was just coming in with like, okay, I'm going to listen to this old person take on this subject. I don't get mad when I'm listening to Bears One Cave and they're making – they're talking about some stupid shit. And it's like, well, that's an incorrect opinion. But I'm laughing. And I, I don't know. I mean, I, I remember there just being something missing from that episode where it wasn't like a, I didn't really remember finding it offensive at all. It was, and yeah, I, even, even that offensive is the wrong term because I don't really get that upset over things like that. But like the, I don't know. I just felt like that that was something where they did quite handle it as well as they could have. They could have done a lot more nuance or something. Or I don't know. That was just an episode that was so forgettable, honestly. But. I remember that was that was something where I was thinking. Seeing that title when they launched, when they revealed what the name of the episodes were going to be, I was like, "Oh wow, Zap Brangan going through cancel culture." That could be a really interesting episode. And it started off interesting, but it just kind of lost itself midway through, and that was kind of a bummer. Right. Well, he's not even he's not a celebrity. He's he's a military pilot that or a captain that is incompetent and. And his incompetency isn't because he's not been trained well or he's bad. The incompetency is the point. Like, oh, the kill bots. How did I defeat them? I sent wave after wave of brave young soldier at them until their kill bot limit was met. Like, I'm brilliant, you know, and it's that's the joke. Like, He's oh, the author he, of the Zap Brannigan Big Book of War. Yeah, like why the hell would he care about being canceled on whatever the hell – I mean, he's already been canceled once before for blowing up that space station, you know? Like, yeah, one, dupe, one, one day a man has anything, next he blows up an intergalactic space peace station, and the next he has nothing. It makes you think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that's what we've been one of my favorite jokes in the whole show's run. I know we're, we're just we're just going back re-quoting old episodes, yeah. but, but I think that's the, the biggest flaw. I mean, great, look, this is still fresh stuff, so it's kind of hard to really 
say this about anything at this point, but like it just doesn't feel like it has that quotability that Futurama has always had. Um, it doesn't have the meme ability that it's always had. You know what I mean? It just it doesn't. Nothing about it really sticks out, and that to me, I think, is kind of its biggest flaw. Is like, and again, maybe it's just that it's too early to say. It could be just that. But then again, Shut Up and Take My Money did kind of blow up on the internet pretty quickly from what I remember. So, I mean, I could be wrong on that. I just, I feel like nothing about it really stands out. I think it suffers from, like, again, the writers being kind of rusty. And I'm, I'm hoping if it keeps going, I just want it to improve. And it does make me a little bit nervous about the uh, the King of the Hill reboot that we're supposed to get. I don't know. I, I just think Elfo's story just, like, really goes full circle and... You know, Bean struggled to, like, become the princess of the kingdom. <laughs> I think, really, like, it builds... Oh, wait, we're still talking about Futurama. Um, I don't know. I like the season. It was okay. I... I mean, it was, it was... That's the thing. It was just okay. I mean, it's... Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just saying... Uh, carry that into your into your final thoughts, Doggett. And if you did have a favorite episode, uh, include that into your final thoughts. Wait, which one? The Futurama one or me talking about Elfo and Bean? Futurama. Who, who cares about Elfo? Come on now. Yeah, <laughs> I care. I care about Elfo, um, but no. This the show was. Here's how I will put it: not the weakest season, definitely not the strongest season. It's cool to get everybody back. I think there's at least two really, really good episodes. Five really good episodes, and. Three okay and one bad. You know, that's not a bad track record for ten episodes, I think. I... Okay. 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 Yeah. This, this is all I'm going to say. And that's all I'm going to say. And there's there's a point in Futurama where Bender t- turns into that caricature of himself from All My Circuits. And they have not been able to get away from that for a long time, where Bender is no longer a character, really. Uh, except for, like, a few spots. Like, even the finale of this is, like, they finally did something with him. Yeah. And Bender's my favorite character, and whenever stuff like that happens, I appreciate it. So there's nine episodes where I don't have anything to appreciate. <laughs> so with that, I will give this <laughs> seven out of ten times they've overused the bite my shiny metal ass shiny daffodil and tiki uh, <laughs> i'm running this pit mobile out of here <laughs> and tiki yeah, your final thoughts i love that you both know what i was talking about oh yeah no, i mean i've watched so much goddamn futurama over the years no um look i again i've been a huge fan of the show for so long it's, it's just like I, it, it, look i got more laughs out of it than i did from like say bender's game or the wild green yonder every episode it's it's like with even modern simpsons at this point where there's still a joke to be had like there's still some laughs to be had there's enough episodes to justify its existence but overall nothing about it is gonna stand out like the classics and or nothing is standing out like the classics so far I really had high hopes for this thing. Um, the anthology episode, I actually thought was actually the weakest one they've ever done. Uh, where the, the one with the, the, the toys. And even then, though, there's still some moments that made me laugh. Like, the, the wind-up stuff was pretty amusing. I don't know, man. I, I just think that this this could have been better, and I hope it gets better. 
I, I, it was underwhelming, but I, I wanted to get better. But even then, you're going to get a few laughs. If you like Futurama, you're going to get enough laughs out of it to, to justify its existence. Um, I've been rambling. I'm sorry. I'm going to give this, uh, it kills me to do this. It's going to get, I'm going to give it six and a half, um, episodes of Everybody Loves Hypnotoad out of 10. Yeah. Great, great character. I'm glad they had the joke that I'm not going to spoil, of course. Oh, yeah. That, that was a great season. moment. Yeah. That was a great joke. Um, my favorite episode was probably the finale because I've read a lot of, I want to say it was Plato that did the turtles all the way down. And I think that's just a brilliant, timeless, obviously, philosophy. So oh, yeah. For them to put it to a, an incredible sci fi story. With Bender, again, being insecure about his existence, which is one of my favorite type of Bender setup episodes, was so much fun. The other nine episodes, eh. <laughs> but you're right, you're, you're right. I think the finale might be the best one in terms of like the ideas. Like that, that felt the most like a cl- like classic Futurama because it reminded yeah, me of so many classic Futurama jokes take big ideas and make them funny, and there were not that many big ideas sci-fi wise this season. It felt like they tapped into the same energy that got that gave us like the. Uh, the brain swap episode or the um the one with like the every box having its own universe i think that those were those that's a good companion piece of those episodes right i think it was david x colin who had to write his own algorithm to figure out how to write that episode correctly because there's a lot of mathematicians and i'm looking at the uh wikipedia right now and this episode was written by um david x colin oh beautiful that makes enough sense he writes my favorite episodes uh children of a lesser bog i said was the worst Look, I watch Bluey with my kids, guys. That ticks all the boxes of how important parenthood is. And if you've seen the baby race, a Bluey episode, Children of the of a Lesser Bog just looks like garbage. You didn't appreciate, you didn't appreciate where all the babies are coming out of the river and all the predators came out. That is how nature works. Man, brother, you're you're unhappy when they don't show it, and you're unhappy when they do show it. What, what do you want? No, I, I mean, I did think that was funny. Uh, Kiff, Kiff is, he's a very hard character to write because he's either a wuss that needs his wife to, or his girlfriend. I'm not sure if they ever got his married. His Fon Fon Roo. Yeah, his Fon Fon Roo, his Smizmar. Yeah. Or he's tough as nails and is just exhausted of Zat Brannigan's shit. Yeah. Honestly. And that's, that's bo- the best version of Kiff. Is the one who's, yeah, he's- and I agree with that. I think that is the best version of Kiff. But before I go ranting about, oh, I, I want it to be like the old Futurama. Because yeah. <laughs> I know, I'm, I sound like an old ancient man, and I apologize. We're, we're totally old man yelling at Cloud yeah. Ang right now. What? Where's my All My Circuits episode parody? Um, I am going to give this 7 out of 10 benders all the way down. Oof. So King of the Hill, you think he's going to be like... What, Bobby? You're wearing a mask, Peggy? Or do you think they'll Mike Judge will be smart enough to step beyond the? I hope he will be. I mean, I don't know. I I, I did. I think it. I'm like I'm a guy who wrote a spec script of of King of the Hill where it was about Proud Boys. So, ooh. Weirdly enough, they were just boys who were proud. <laughs> 